0: Hi friends, how are you? Welcome to Word of Victory and to our new podcast. I hope this blesses you. God bless you today. We're in strange times. I think we all realize that uh, prophecy is being fulfilled and is unfolding before our eyes. But you know, I believe the Lord wants to say to you today to lift up your head. God is still on the throne and you know, Psalm 2 tells us that the Lord laughs at his enemies And this coronavirus has taken hold of people and taken hold of this entire earth in such a short time. And it has exalted itself against the knowledge of God. And I believe the Lord is is bringing a very quick end to us in the same way that it has come very quickly. I believe it will uh, leave quickly. But we need to be careful, friends, in the conversations we're having. In the way we speak to each other, or you know, the way we're being influenced or contaminated by the negativity coming off of the news. Uh, when you hear them prophesying and uh, doom and destruction that so many thousand people are going to get this virus or going to die from this virus. I want you to stop and and just, you know, speak out. Um, and just say not me or my household in Jesus name I will not receive it you know it's important for us Um, a lot of prophets gave uh, prophetic words earlier on uh, in the year and uh, at the end of last year saying that 2020 was going to be the year of declaration the year that the church would rise up and speak out and declare God's word Job chapter 22 you know it says you shall declare a thing and it shall be established so it's very important for us to realize that 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 we have the power of death and life in our tongue Uh, proverbs chapter 18 verse 21 tells us that and so what we are declaring and what we are speaking out and even though all around you i know there's fear and terror and and uncertainty and and just people are really rocked to the core even people who, who would have been, you know, um, quite tough nuts uh, up to this, um, they really are terrified. And the Lord does not want you to live like that, friend. The opposite of, of fear is faith, <laughs> or the opposite of faith is fear. And, you know, we have to realize that... Uh, God's word tells us one thing, and uh, the negativity and and, and the, the prophets of doom are telling you something that is quite contrary and the opposite to what God's word tells you. God said he will never leave you. He will never forsake you. And so you need to drench yourself every day in God's word and in his promises. Immerse yourself. You know, think of when somebody goes into a swimming pool or into the sea, and they 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 dive in and they go for a lovely swim. Uh, not in Ireland at this hour of the year, actually. <laughs> it's too cold. But um, I guess if you have a wetsuit on, you can do anything. But. You know, they immerse themselves in the sea. And what we need to do right now is immerse ourselves in God's word, in his promises, to keep your faith lifted up. And I really believe the last few weeks, even before this thing hit um, this side of the world, I really felt the Lord speaking to me and giving me a word. And that word was shields up. You know, Um, I don't know whether you've ever watched... um, Star Trek or any of those things back in the 90s. You remember those uh, Jean-Luc Picard and all that kind of... Uh, and, and you know, when an enemy was coming near the Enterprise, the first thing the captain gave was the the order, shields up. And I believe the Lord has been speaking to that, with, that to us, uh, to me in particular, with a long time. And uh, today I wanted to talk about how God is our shield. So if you want to turn with me to Sam... 3 let's start there. Get your Bible. Um, if you're not able to have it with you, just listen on and I'll read it out for you. But if you are reading your Bible, read along with me. Let's look at Psalm 3 and, you know, it's a little short, Psalm, so let's read it all. Lord, how they have increased who trouble me. Many are they who rise against me. Many are they who say of me, there is no help for him in God. And, you know, that's one thing that's being spoken right now is that uh, people say there is no cure for this thing. There is no help. Scientists are frantically looking for a cure. And you know, please God, I I believe that that cures are are on the horizon and everything. That's great, you know. But but for people who have already died, it's too late, and for people who are terrorised and the ones who are working on the front lines, you know, the medical staff, the the GPs, the doctors, the the um, paramedics, the firemen, the policemen, they're facing it every day. People working in shops, and you know, for for us here in Word of Victory, we have been praying. Every day and I encourage you friend to to turn to the Lord and to pray every day for these people to pray God 's hand of protection upon them to pray that the Lord would would have an encounter with them that they would come to know how much He loves them what a good plan He has for their life how he is not out to harm them because many people you know are are speaking out and, and, and feel that that God is behind this I think even a lot of insurance companies are refusing to cover businesses who've had to close because they've said it's an act of God. Well, let me tell you now, friend, and I'm sure you know this if you know his word, this is not an act of God. This is an act of Satan, the devil. And this is what Sam Tree is saying here is, you know, these enemies have risen up against us and Satan is using this as a weapon of warfare to cull the people that God has created and put on this planet. And, you know, we need to to speak out and to plead the blood of Jesus against that spirit of death that this coronavirus has released. And I encourage you today to to uh, realize that you have an enemy. His name is the devil. And if you don't know about him, Google it and <laughs> look up your Bible. Jesus spoke about, uh, you know, the works of darkness, the works of the devil. And in fact, in Acts 10.38, uh, a key scripture as a foundation for our faith is that how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil for God was with him and you know this plague that has come out from Satan and his kingdom is 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 to oppress people, to kill them, uh, to destroy their lives and, and so you know a lot of people on social media, a lot of people in the world are getting into agreement with the spirit of death by the negative things they're speaking out of their mouths so we have to realize we cannot align with the enemy and with what he is speaking out we need to make sure that we are grounded and rooted and founded uh, upon the word of god and that that is what is coming out of our mouth okay let's continue psalm 3 verse 3 but you O lord are a shield for around me you're a shield for me my glory and the one who lifts up my head i cried to the lord with my voice and he heard me from his holy hill i lay down and slept I awoke, for the Lord sustained me. I will not be afraid of ten thousands of people who have set themselves against me all around. Arise, O Lord, save me, O my God, for you have struck all my enemies on the cheekbone. You have broken the teeth of the ungodly. Salvation belongs to the Lord. Your blessings is upon your people. So praise God, you know, so many people are so discouraged and and dragged down right now. Uh, As you go out in in the community into the shops and different things like that. I was out shopping yesterday. And, and, you know, you could just, there's a tangible presence in the atmosphere of oppression and of depression and of fear. And, And you could actually feel it in the atmosphere. Well, the Lord says here that he is a shield for us. He's a shield all around us. And he is the one who lifts up our heads. And I say that to you today, friend, lift up your head. Lift up your head and allow the Lord to minister to you. Allow him to breathe his love and his peace upon you as you trust in him. Listen, there's no other answer. There's nothing else that will help you. I'm telling you that now. So the closer you get to the Lord and the more you get to know his word, the greater the strength that is going to come from the inside of you. You know, he says he strengthens us with might. Um, I lay down and slept, verse 5. And I awoke for the Lord sustained me. I will not be afraid of ten thousands of people. Uh, you know, there may, it may look like this is, is, is a, a, a gigantic enemy that cannot, be, uh, that cannot be taken down. But listen, you can lie down and sleep peacefully and know that the God of the universe, the creator of the heavens and the earth, he is on his throne and if you actually look back into psalm 2 which is the psalm before this in psalm 2 verse 4 it says he who sits in the heavens shall laugh The Lord shall hold them in derision, those ones who come against him, against his people, and against his kingdom. And I'll tell you, the devil has lined himself up against the Lord, and he is going to find out. He's already been defeated anyway. Jesus has defeated him at the cross, and he is headed for the fire. And maybe it's time that you reminded the devil of his future, rather than him reminding you, uh, threatening you about your future. In Jesus' name, amen. So look, lift up your head. The Lord wants to lift you up today and he wants you to know that he is your shield. He loves you. He's for you. And when God is for you, who can be against you? You need not fear. Is there fear all around? Of course there is. But what we've got to do is train ourselves that when those thoughts of fear come or when we hear something and we go, oh my gosh, did you hear what they said now? Or do you hear what, you know, what the latest reports are? And just say, hang on a minute. Who am I going to believe? Whose report am I going to believe? In Jesus' name, I have aligned myself with God and his kingdom. He has uh, bought and paid for me by the blood of his son, Jesus. And I believe I am his child and that he will never leave me. What you do is you start speaking out his word. Father, I thank you that even though these things have made me feel really discouraged or afraid, you are the lifter of my head. And I praise you today in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's have a look at, um, go back to Genesis, the first book of the Bible. Genesis chapter 15, verse 1. Here God revealed himself as a shield for Abraham. And in Genesis fifteen one, After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision, saying, Do not be afraid, Abraham. I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. And praise God. I pray that out over you today, friend. You know, God is your shield. Let's take a look over at uh, Psalm 84. Praise the Lord. Psalm 84. Let's read from verse 5. You can read with me or you can listen. Blessed is the man whose strength is in you, whose heart is set on pilgrimage. As they pass through the valley of Baca, they make it a spring. The rain also covers it with pools. They go from strength to strength. Each one appears before God in Zion. O Lord God of hosts, hear my prayer. Give ear, O God of Jacob. O God, behold our shield, and look upon the face of your anointed. For a day in your courts is better than a thousand. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of wickedness. For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he uphold from those who walk uprightly. O Lord of hosts, blessed is the man who trusts in you. Hallelujah. Praise God. So, you know, the Lord, he is your son and your shield. And verse five there, where it says, you know, that when we trust in him, what happens is, is it's not anymore anything to do with our strength. And I think this is the greatest fear that is attacking people right now, uh, people of the world and people of the church, is that suddenly our our humanity or our own mortality has been very much brought to the forefront, that we realize that we are completely powerless. You know, many people have, have great wealth, they've great power, they've great success, they they have it all as they think. And yet, in the face of this, um, there is no answers to this fear. This virus, you know, and and that is why people are so afraid, because suddenly the the powerlessness of a human being, the fragility of life, I suppose, has suddenly been exposed. But here it says, the man whose strength is in you and whose heart is set on pilgrimage, that means like whose heart is set on, on, on following the ways of God. Even if we pass through the valley of Baca, I'm not sure whether I pronounced that right there now, but it's B-A-C-A. As they pass through the valley of Baca, in verse 6, that's the valley of weeping. You know, even though we're going through a hard time, even though there's fear all around, what happens? They make it a spring. The rain also covers it with pools. They go from strength to strength. Each one appears before God in Zion. Zion is the place of God's government, you know, and, and it's it's the place of his kingdom. You know, when Jesus came, he He went around everywhere preaching the kingdom of God. And it's no different today. Uh, Hebrews 13, 8 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever. He hasn't changed. His word hasn't changed. His kingdom hasn't changed. And, you know, even though you may be going through trials, even though things might look difficult Listen, God is in, in control. He is on the throne. And he will turn around everything that the devil has meant for evil here in this situation. He will turn it around for good. Praise God. In um, Let's have a look here. In Malachi, the book of Malachi, it's the um, last book of the Old Testament, just before the book of Matthew in the New Testament. And in Malachi... Chapter 3. Second hour, just get there. In Malachi chapter 3, uh, in verse 17, well, let's go to 16 actually. Then those who feared the Lord spoke to one another, and the Lord listened and heard them. So a book of remembrance was written before him for those who fear the Lord and who meditate on his name. They shall be mine, says the Lord of hosts. On that day I will make them my jewels and I will spare them. As a man spares his own son who serves him, then you shall again discern between the righteous and the wicked, between one who serves God and one who does not serve him. You know, there is a difference between people who serve the Lord and people who have rejected him. And unfortunately, friend, in these days, we have witnessed our world turning from God, turning from his word, you know, n- not just walking away from it, but, but really, I suppose, giving the two fingers to it, you know, just saying to God, we don't need you. We don't need what you say. We're not going to live by by your commands. We can do whatever we want. There's this real theme in the last number of years of, you know, almost a self-empowerment. And this is why... The terror and fear has descended upon this earth because there is no self-empowerment. Listen, you know, that's why people get such a shock, you know, when, when death, when they come face to face with death or with, uh, you know, some kind of serious trauma like that. Um, suddenly, you're faced with the fact that you have no power. But God, when we trust in him and when we speak his word out, when we have accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior, when we have placed our life into his hands, my God, we are so blessed. There's nothing we cannot face with God on our side. But there is nothing that, that uh, you know, that we can face without him because it's only disaster. And, and we're sitting ducks for the devil if, if somebody thinks that they don't need God. Um there will be a difference between those who serve the Lord and those who don't. Let's go back to the book of um, Exodus, please. Praise God Exodus in chapter um, let's look at, these are the in chapter eight, nine and ten and eleven is the the plagues that came upon Egypt. Now, God's people, the Israelites, were held captive in Egypt as slaves. And, you know, our world system is is very much held captive by the devil. He's called the God of this world. And a lot of people wonder about the Old Testament. But, you see, the Old Testament and the people of Israel, everything that they went through really is a foreshadow, a prophetic foreshadow, and is there as a lesson for us as the church today to learn. And in verse uh, chapter 9, verse 22, this is Exodus, chapter 9, verse 22. God speaking to Moses here, and, and a plague of hail and fire came upon the land of Egypt. Let's read it together. Then the Lord said to Moses, Stretch out your hand towards heaven, that there may be hail in all the land of Egypt, on man, on beast, and on every herb of the field, throughout the land of Egypt. And Moses stretched out his rod toward heaven, and the Lord sent thunder and hail, and fire darted to the ground, and the Lord rained hail on the land of Egypt. So there was hail, and fire mingled with the hail, so very heavy that there was none like it in all the land of Egypt, since it became a nation." And the hail struck throughout the whole land of Egypt and all that was in the field, both man and beast. And the hail struck every herb of the field and broke every tree of the field. Only in the land of Goshen, where the children of Israel were, there was no hail. And you see, that was a pretty terrifying thing to go through. Such hail and fire that, descend, that came down, that it broke every tree. And yet in the land where God's people were living, in the land of Goshen, there was no hail praise God. Just turn over to chapter 10, Exodus 10, just over the page. It's talking about the ninth plague that came, the plague of darkness. And verse 21, and the Lord's really been witnessing this scripture with me for this week. Then the Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand toward heaven, that there may be darkness over the land of Egypt, darkness which may even be felt, So Moses stretched out his hand toward heaven, and there was thick darkness in all the land of Egypt three days. They did not see one another, nor did anyone rise from his place for three days. But all the children of Israel had light in their dwellings. So you see, there's always a difference for the person who serves the Lord. And even though we may still be going through, uh, you know, situations of of, of fear and turmoil all around, we can live with peace in our hearts because the Prince of Peace lives within us. Praise God. Even though there is darkness and darkness, you know, like it said there in in, 10, 21, darkness, which may even be felt. Yet there was light for God's people. They didn't have darkness. They had light praise god and that word is for you today friend no matter what you're going through or no matter how serious the situation looks i encourage you today to you know to to just ground yourself and immerse yourself in god's love and in the knowledge of his word that he loves you and he is for you and that you know by the stripes of jesus you are healed you can walk in divine health and healing never before has has what jesus did on the cross for us been more relevant than today People may think that, oh yeah, that's in the past, Jesus was on the cross, whatever, you know. Listen, what he went through on the cross, and when he, before he gave up his spirit and died on the cross, he said, it is finished. And what was finished, friend, was the battle between darkness and light. The battle between the kingdom of Satan and 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 the demonic realm and God's kingdom. And let me tell you, the devil is no match for, for the Lord. He is no match. And that God who created you, who made everything about you, who loves you. Read Psalm 139 and see how much he loves you. He he knit you together in your mother's womb. He loves you. And if there's anything you take from this message today, let me tell you, it is that it should be this. That God loves you and he has a good plan for your life. And he will never allow you to be shaken. Even though shaking is going on all around you, listen. Uh, he says in Isaiah, you know, that even in the in the desert, I will make a river in the desert. Even in the wilderness, I will make a pathway for you. Maybe you can't see, you know, where your business is going, where your job is going. Uh, you know, maybe you can't see what's ahead. But listen, God's word, it says in Psalm 119, verse 105, his word is a light unto your path and a lamp unto your feet. That's what God's word is. Maybe he's... The light will only come for this, the next step to take. But as you put your hand in his, he will never leave you down. He will bring you out victorious and successful because of the blood of Jesus. Okay, praise God. Let's take a break for a minute. Hi friends, welcome back to Word of Victory Christian Fellowship. So our message today is, you know, shields up and Ephesians um, in the sixth chapter tells us that the shield of faith that we have, the faith in God that we have, when we lift up that shield of faith, it protects us from all the fiery darts of the enemy and, you know, fear, terror, dread, oppression, discouragement. Uh, all these things are fiery darts sent by the enemy and the way that he uses them is he 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 voices them through people through the media through things we're reading through our own fears even uh, our anxious thoughts these are the fiery darts that we need to lift up the shield of faith against in jesus name amen we need god's supernatural deliverance we need his supernatural intervention and all through the bible you know uh, any time when pe- when god's people cried out for his mercy for his salvation for his deliverance when they repented of their sins he always delivered his people from the enemy um, it says in Isaiah 59, verse one, and it says in numerous places in the Bible, but Isaiah 59 one says, oh, Lord, your hand is not too short that it cannot save us. Your hand is not shortened that it cannot save us. Praise God. And, and I encourage you today. The Lord's hand is not too short that he cannot save you, friend. Y- you know, you but you do need to maybe do a complete um you know, a complete turnabout in, in your thinking, in your attitude, um in, in the way that you are uh responding to the things you're hearing and seeing happening all around you. Psalm ninety one, you know, praise God for Psalm ninety one, it's 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 God's Psalm of protection. Um but it says, you know, even though a thousand may fall at my side and ten thousand at my right hand, it shall not come near me. And that needs to be your declaration. Lord, I thank you that this coronavirus, Father God, it may hit right around me and my household, but it shall not come near us. It will not cross the line of the blood. And just to go back to what we were looking at earlier in Exodus, um, you know, in Exodus 12, and I encourage you to read this yourself at home, but Exodus 12 is where the first Passover was instituted by God. He told Moses, he gave him very detailed and clear instructions of what to do for this last plague that was coming to Egypt because you know the, what was happening was, was that that um, the angel of death was about to be uh, given free reign over the land of Egypt for all their idolatry for all their false god worship and and, and for all the, the, the things that had been done there to God's people and uh, God needed his people covered So he explained to Moses to get each family to take an unblemished lamb and to sacrifice that lamb. Now, I'm not telling you to go out and sacrifice lambs, okay? And and for all my vegan and vegetarian friends, uh, relax. (laughs) Praise God. But he got them to take that lamb and to take the blood from that lamb that had been sacrificed and place it, um, you know, on the doorposts of their homes. The, the lintel and the doorpost were to have the blood of the lamb applied to them. And then they were to take the meat and roast the meat of the lamb. And the whole family was to get inside that house under the blood. And they were to eat and partake of that meal together. And, you know, I I just think that right now today, the greatest thing that we can do is is in our homes to take... Communion, to take the Lord's Supper together with our families and to pray. To pray for for those ones all around us, for those ones who are out on the front lines uh, fighting this thing. Our prayer, our intercession. uh, And and as we, you know, the the lamb that was taken there by the Israelites in that first Passover was a prophetic foreshadow of God's Passover lamb. Who is his son, Jesus? That's why he's called the Lamb of God, who took away all our sins. He came to take away our sins and to make us right with God. He came to die the most horrible, brutal, violent death. And by his stripes we are healed. He did that so that we could receive healing and wholeness. And he came and went through such torment and anguish as he was going to that cross that we could receive peace. That's why he's called the Prince of Peace. Praise God. In that first Passover, when they put the blood of the lamb over the doorpost and on the lintels, they were told to stay inside that house. And, you know, the Lord is calling his church to come in under the covering of his word. uh, To come into the, you know, Noah and his family were put into the ark and the Lord sealed the door. And Jesus is our ark today. So as we come under his covering and come under the sacrifice that Jesus, the Son of God, made for you and for me, what we do is we we surrender our lives to him and say, Lord, you are my Lord and my Savior. You're the only one who can save me here. And uh, when we, you know, we don't actually apply blood to our doorpost. But what we do is we uh, apply and plead the blood of Jesus Christ over our households over our families each family at that time was told to take a lamb for the household your household is your your family your your spouse your parents your children your family your friends your neighbors your relations your work colleagues you know you that circle that you operate in that's your household so to take the lamb for the household and to apply the blood and to intercede in prayer to humble ourselves um in chronicles 714 it says second chronicles 714 it says if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways and seek my face then I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. Friend, there's no other hope for us, only the blood of Jesus and only our God intervening supernaturally as he did right through the Bible for all his people. And as you pray with your family, you know, take that bread and take that cup. At home, it doesn't need to be um, wine. It doesn't need to be grape juice. It doesn't need to be uh, any specific thing. You can take a piece of bread and a, and a glass of water. But what you're doing, you know, Jesus said, uh, when you take this cup, you're doing this in remembrance of me. When you take this bread, you're doing it in remembrance of me. It's not a formula or a ritual, but it is a, a symbolic gesture that you're doing to remind ourselves of the relationship that we have with God through the blood of the Lamb of god his son jesus and so when we take that bread what we're doing is we're eating healing we're eating understanding of what god's word uh means to us of what he did for us praise god um you know in luke 24 let's just turn to it finally um in Luke 24, it's the account of when Jesus was raised from the dead. And then um, some of his followers were going to this place called Emmaus, a village that was so many miles from, from Jerusalem. And, you know, they were so downcast and they were so discouraged because uh, this this teacher, this master they had looked up to, w- was now dead. And, and everything seemed desolate. And it really reminds me of, of, of what people are going through today. But... The next thing Jesus met them on the road and they didn't recognize him. And so they were walking along and they were having this conversation. And I love the way that Jesus kind of, you know, uh, I, I don't know, I suppose he was just having a bit of fun with them. He says, you know, they said, um, he said, why are you looking so sad? And they said, my God, are you the only person on this planet who doesn't know what's after happening? And he said, what things? <laughs> you know, I think it's so funny the way he says that. What things have happened? And then they began to explain to him about this great Jesus of Nazareth and all the things he did. And then they they crucified him, they killed him, and and, and they put him in the tomb, and he's dead now. And, you know, he started to chastise them. And it says in in Luke 24, verse 25, he said to them, O foolish ones, and slow of heart to believe, and all the prophets have spoken. Ought not the Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded or explained to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. So he, he opened up their, their eyes to see. They drew near the village where they were going. He indicated he would have gone on farther, but they constrained him, saying, Abide with us, for it is going towards evening, and the day is spent. And so he went in to stay with them. Now it came to pass that as he sat at the table with them, he took the bread, he blessed it and broke it, and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they knew him, and he vanished from their sight. So it was in the breaking of the bread that they recognized Jesus. And I believe that as we break bread with our families... As we take that meal, you know, we're not Jewish. Um, Praise God. God bless the Jews. We are so thankful to them. You know, they are our brothers in Christ. They are our our brothers in the Abrahamic covenant. Uh, Because of them, we have been grafted in. As, as Abraham's descendants. Um, so what we're doing is we're taking that cup and that bread and we are eating a revelation of what Jesus achieved for us on the cross. And you know in verse thirty two there it says, And they said to one another, Did not our hearts burn within us while he talked with us on the road, and while he opened the scriptures to us. So they rose up that very hour, they returned to Jerusalem, and they found the others and they were saying, The Lord has risen indeed, and he has appeared to, to Simon and they th- told them about the things that had happened on the road and how he was known to them in the breaking of bread. Praise God. So you see, it's it's the communion meal. When we take that, what we're doing is we're eating uh, healing and wholeness into our hearts, into our physical bodies, into our emotions. We are eating the knowledge of, of what Jesus achieved for us at the cross. Read Isaiah chapter 53 and, and see that by his stripes you are healed by his stripes we can walk in divine health and healing by his stripes we do not have to fear sickness we can rebuke it in the name of Jesus and say no devil I'm not taking that because of the blood of the lamb being uh, over our doorpost we can say not me and my household in Jesus name no matter what you hear coming off the airwaves Refuse to receive it and speak out and declare his word and start talking to your family. Try and get your family to to join in the meal together with you. Get them to pray. Listen, people are so terrified. They, They are lapping up prayer. They are lapping up the good news of the gospel because they need some good news. Hallelujah praise God. Let's pray. Father God in heaven, we just praise you today. We praise you and we thank you for the blood of Jesus that speaks for us. I thank you, Lord, for your blood is cleanses us and washes us and makes us whole and makes us right with God. And your blood speaks for us in heaven against every accusation of the enemy, against every prophetic uh, word of doom that the devil has spoken against us. Father, I praise you for the blood of Jesus has set us free. You redeemed us uh, not with with gold or silver, but you redeemed us with the precious blood of your son Jesus. And I pray today, Father, that you would open up even the the listeners to this podcast, Father, that you would open our ears to hear your word and that you would have encounters with us, that you would reveal the word of God to us. Because the truth that we know, you know, he says, those whom the sun sets free are free indeed. And and the truth that you know shall set you free. Uh, You know, it's the truth of God's word. And like we read in Psalm 3 at the very beginning, it's his truth is our shield so it's the word of god that we know that we understand and that we are able to actively uh you know actively use in our in our lives that is our shield that is your protection and listen god is your shield he's your refuge he's your fortress he loves you let's finish off with psalm 91 and verse 4 you know you need to be speaking out psalm 91 over yourself over your family um as many times a day as it takes to get it into your spirit. <laughs> it's not some kind of a, you know, babbling some prayer over and over again. But really, when you speak it out, you know, allow the the truth in God's word to sink into you. Um, praise God. Actually, I, I misquoted there. I said it was Psalm 3. It was His truth is our shield. Actually, it's from Psalm 91. I'm sorry. He's, so in Psalm 91, verse 4. He shall cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. So I pro- proclaim that today over your life friend that the that the, the word of God God's truth that you know and you understand will be your shield and your buckler and no evil will befall you no disaster no plague no pestilence will come near you or your household in Jesus name and we release the spirit of faith today and the anointing of the the spirit of God as this podcast goes forth father and as people are studying in their scriptures and and hearing your voice lord I thank you for protection and preservation and salvation upon each one of them and their households in Jesus' name. And we cry out to you today, Father God, for deliverance for those ones who are in the front lines, our police, our uh, paramedics, our doctors, our nurses, our medical staff, uh, the people who are facing... you know the threat uh, of of this coronavirus in their lives every day the people who are keeping their shops and businesses open so that 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 people will have provisions lord we bless them today we pray your hand of protection upon them i plead the blood of jesus over each one of them and their households and i break the power of the spirit of death we break the power of that foul evil spirit of death you uh, we tell you you back off right now in jesus name we speak that spirit of coronavirus to wither and die wherever it came from we call curse the root of it and we cast it out of our lives in Jesus name and we praise you and thank you father we speak forth the spirit of life and we release lord the prince of life himself Jesus Yeshua our savior we release the name of Jesus the name above all names every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess Jesus Christ is Lord hallelujah praise God God bless you friend